Hello and welcome. This time, there are knives where no knives should be, as my co-host John Deere and me, Dave Thomas, explore Massimo Dallamano's 1972 Jello classic, What Have You Done to Solange, aka Cosa Avetti Fatto a Solange. Please join us. Spoiler warning, John and I will be discussing at length exactly who did what to Solange and everyone else, so if you're concerned about spoilers, go away, watch the movie and come back, and you really should because it's a belter, and content warning for gendered violence, abortion and mental illness. So, um, what have you done to Solange? Which is before what have they done to your daughters? But it's the same, the same director. And what are the other completely unproblematic similarities between these two films? <laughs> uh, so, Massimo Dallamano had, uh, amongst his other many movies, um, directed or w- was intended to direct what became known as the Schoolgirls in Peril trilogy. Now, I don't think that's an epithet. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I don't think that's an epithet that he applied. I think that's sort of what it became known as. But obviously this is has fairly similar kind of plot elements to what have they done to your daughters. They're both about uh, kind of teenage sex rings and and the, the fallout thereof. Um, he was going to do a third film, which eventually ended up coming out. It's, it's a movie called Red Rings of Fear or Enigma Rosso, which he didn't direct because he was, unfortunately, uh, he died in a car crash um, mm. before he could direct that. So that was ultimately made by someone else. And it's a, a let's call it a minor work um, in in the Jello canon, so so really, it's this and what have they? Uh, what have what have you and what have they? Um, are, are kind of the two closest, sort of thematically linked with, I guess, what he was going for. And I think what he's getting at, and there's lots of things underlying it, and they're slightly different between the two movies, but it's it's to do with basically the exploitation of of girls and young girls, mm. which he expresses in a way which is not unproblematic it's a bit as as mutual friend howard says you can't always critique misogyny without doing a misogyny uh especially not in jello but um but i I, yeah i think that's ultimately sort of the the through line between the two things okay now i came to this you know with one eyebrow very very highly raised because as (laughs) as we as we know i wasn't the biggest fan of the last film and this yes. opens, you know, and I was like, "Oh, we're in we're in London," um, mm-hmm. and you know, immediately one thing like you know, I always enjoy a, always enjoy a seventies film uh, set in mm-hmm. London. Good for 
good for spotting and it looks nice and it opens in a, you know in a quite bucolic uh setting along the thames uh some some way out and i'm thinking oh this is a nice start it's quite you know it's quite romantic and gentle and there's a there's a there's a boat that a young couple are uh, just lying in quite quite peaceably. This is this is quite. Just a, oh right, he you know he's trying to shove his hand up her her, her her skirt, and it turns out he's he's she's a schoolgirl and he's 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 a teacher. So my initial thought <laughs> my, my, initial, my initial thought was this is this is going to be very very bad again. And while it contains um, hugely sexualized, hugely um, violently sexualized imagery. Of, of of killing, as the method of killing is uh, is this to leave and uh, the the victim uh, has a knife in, left in their vagina. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually done for no other reason than to make it horrible. There's no way. There's mm. no. There's no titillation with this as well. It's shown to be disgusting uh, and horrible. Mm. And overall, I thought this was a a very effective film. Somewhere it's. Again, I'm still getting used to the idea of what is a giallo and what it is, because it's not Greece of which because it's in London, um, and some bits of it are, are, are a bit rural. But it, but you know, there's at least you're on the outskirts. There's no you know huge. It's not like it is say in say frenzy. You're seeing you're you're seeing you're, you're, mm. you're seeing the centre. But nevertheless, um, it sort of feels somewhere between a giallo and the what was the Edgar Wallace thing the crimi the German. That's very interesting that you say that because. This was essentially a uh, Italian and West German co-production. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so so pretty much. I mean, it, it's kind of coming from the point of view of, you know, it, it's it's an Italian director, an Italian writer. So the director co-wrote with with uh, his his sort of regular collaborator, and it's it's ve- from my you know from one point of view, it's like super jello almost because you know you've got. The stranger in a city that he's not from, mm-hmm. who's accused of a crime, who has to solve the mystery of who the actual killer is. Um, you've got the obviously the very memorable and and um, gendered killings. Uh, you've got the kind of psychosexual kinks. You've got sort of themes of like undertones of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got the the crazy psychotronic score from Ennio Morricone. You've got a pervy fashion shoot in there with a photographer. You have, yes. That's, <laughs> I wondered, oh, is she going to be so long? No, she's just a, she in a way as, <laughs> right. as, as well. Because, because uh, yes, the, the, but, sorry, go but, but yeah, as you say, it's also got, you know, um, literally uh, Joachim Fuchsberger, <laughs> right, who okay. we saw in College Girl Murders, which actually has a lot of theme, again, sort of plot elements, like the schoolgirls, yeah. the academy of, school teachers at the catholic girls school who are literally from sort of a, a comedy sketch about people who look like nonces um, yeah yeah nevertheless this is this is infinitely better than that was also that was the monk and the whip one wasn't it yes yes, yes it was yes. indeed yeah, yeah. that's infinitely better than that and while you probably can't get more problematic than the the male not only is he a, a male school teacher uh, having an affair with one of his pupils at a Catholic girls' school, he's the PE teacher, and 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 the, <laughs> yeah. and the idea that in a Catholic girls' school the PE teacher is a young, attractive man, 
Um, I'm, I'm not sure Ofsted. Obviously, this is a private. This is a private school, so Ofsted uh, wouldn't be. Perhaps it's an academy. Um, so not funded yeah. by it. <laughs> with with his uh, with his seventies tracksuit unzipped to the waist. Well, I yeah. mean that's that's fine because we're in nineteen seventy we're in nineteen seventy two. It's just more the fact that he's like surrounded by. <laughs> uh, they're very keen to point out that the girl is eighteen. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, aren't yeah, they though? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not a nonce, mm, isn't it? <laughs> like that's that Chris Hemsworth, uh, Thor. Is he though? Isn't he though? Um, <laughs> yes, me, yes. Meme. <laughs> Um, yeah, particularly when they establish that he's he's also by the way he's married to one of the other one of the other teachers, uh, who's mm. contrasted. She looks very Teutonic compared to the mm. the, 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 the lithe young schoolgirls. Um, she's also shown to be frigid, which so obviously there's a well. What do you expect? You married an mm. Italian. He's going to do something, isn't he? Nevertheless, within yeah. all this, because he's clearly being set up as as with a jello, he's being set up for crimes he doesn't he hasn't committed uh whereas mm. he seems to have an obvious motive you're actually but with the scenario with that scenario you're invited to think he's dodgy as fuck um mm. which is in, which is an interesting take on it like you're being you really shouldn't be doing this mate and the and the and the few sort of false threads that we go down i'd make it genuinely interesting like the um mm. the police uh in the, the police protagonist and the the subplot with all with all with the police and the investigation isn't as incompetent as it would seem the police officer mm. tricks uh, is able to outsmart the our the main the main protagonist um is it fabio testi that's him testi mm-hmm. yeah wow yep that's normative determination there isn't it <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Uh, he's able to sort of outsmart him and entrap him in a couple of in a couple of issues as well. Therefore, there's quite a lot more cooperation than you would think uh, going on, and the police aren't necess- aren't necessarily idiots. Also, the um, the girl, sorry, the girl is having the eighteen year old girl is having the the, the affair with Elizabeth. Um, mm. You really think that she's going to be sort of like the second lead, and she dies mm. just under halfway through. Even though she's mm. been a right the, the centre of the focus of the film up to that point, and she's killed to keep basically to keep to, to keep her quiet, but she's killed in a different way. Which and she's killed mm. in a in the the flat he has secreted her in. Um, mm. So all of that um, starts to run. Oh, you you actually have to pay attention to what's going on here. Um, mm. It's not just it's not it's not as it's it's not as linear uh, as you thought, and then. The whole thing of like, why is it called "What Have Done to Solange"? Who the hell is Solange? Solange isn't mentioned until over halfway through the film, when a lead mm. via a completely unproblematic fashion photographer uh, leads you to to understand <laughs> the sort of the sort of secret world that the girls are clubbing, going going to orgies, and um, uh, Solange has been has been a victim a victim of this, but is the key to is the key to solving it, and that's a genuinely interestingly la- way layered way of doing a story like this not shying away from the problematic elements in effect highlighting them and as 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 howard has said you can do you you can often become the thing you hate by even if you're not you're trying to highlight it there's some of that there's some of that here but still not shying away from what they're doing and nor saying it's okay they're saying it's gross Mm. uh and i found that quite interesting and i thoroughly enjoyed 
thoroughly enjoy this film. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I like it when... Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I don't hate something. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's nice. Well, because it's one of those things, right? It's, I think it's a, it, it, there's, there's a sense it's a bit like a muck in, in like, there's a, you know, there's the scene early on in a muck when they have the slow motion kind of lesbian seduction. Yeah. And that's the kind of point at which I think you either go with it or not. Yeah. And I think in this, like the the moment you go with it or not, is the first killing when you see the killer basically take a carving knife and stab this teenage girl. In you know, the, well that's the second that's the second killing, isn't it? That's the same first killing you see on screen because uh, there's a killing straight off. Well, that's the thing, but but I think even in that, oh, do you, you see? Oh, do you see it in that as well? You, okay. you, you you see the knife in the hand, and you can you know you can see that like where it's positioned. Oh, I see. Okay, um, yeah. yeah, fair enough. So, so I so I think it's one again. It's that if you don't if you don't kind of embrace that for a given value of embrace, well, yeah, then you're going to have a pretty rough time. Yes, but- with um with a mock there's no other reason than just to have silly titillation as as the motive mm. for the rather slow-mo um lesbian bedside manner that's that's um clearly being <laughs> do- clearly doled out to to um um edward fennick but in this case but sorry barbara, sorry, barbara Boucher. Boucher, sorry yes uh, i was thinking of all colors of the dark wasn't i because i was in i was mm. in a 70s london jello mood sorry yes, Bar- Bar- yes. Bar- barbara Boucher. you were thinking of a good film <laughs> Barbara Boucher can't park. Yes, that's a, that's the main thing I take <laughs> I take away from uh, all the colours of the dark. Uh, nothing but reductive. Sorry, it's Barbara Boucher. Anyway, but that's that. So that's that's why I had the problem, as you say. For that was your your buy your in or out moment. Now this uh, has, if you talk about the first killing, then that happens incredibly early on. Uh, you're talking mm. in the first five minutes, and while it's horrible. Again, there's no attempt to dress it up as anything other than that. Um, and you, yes, I mean, you ha- sorry, yes, you okay. have to go with it. You may be mm. repulsed. You may be repulsed by it, but as you go along, it's not like it's not like you're watching the school, like the second school girl that's killed Jill. Oh yes, because uh, <laughs> there are quite a lot of interchangeable blonde school girls playing by sort of minor German Janet, actresses. Janet, so Janet so Bryant, you'd... that's so Jan- yeah, yes, it yes. is, yeah, and, and, yes. and all because they're all dubbed. Um, you just have to sort of have no idea what nationality yeah. anyone is that's playing this. But yeah, she's sort of um, she's stripped and um, stabbed. But it's like it's shot in a really nasty way. There's no sort of. Um, mm attempt to to sexualize to glorify her sexually her death it's 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 horrible mm. and it's nasty it's mm. it's, it's something you that, that pay attention now there are, yeah there are there are sex scenes you see more traditional shots uh that could be expected that could be expected in jello but they're purely sex scenes uh and they're also mm. not particularly mm. long or gratuitous um mm. at least within the confines of uh, of of this genre um mm. so they're so they're they're they're, they're forgivable i love like the idea that like it's got the dirt like the dirty bloke who owns who has the flat that we could they, they can they can stay in and like yeah would you like to come around yeah like, can we can we can we lose the pinups <laughs> that's it yes that's, uh but he obviously obviously sees the killer uh which is interesting because it's i like that which leads, leads to some I'm gonna be generous and say intentional, intentional humour when he sees the mm. when he sees the killer and the killer is dressed as a priest. So he goes to the he goes to the police or the police would rather drag him in. Somewhat unwilling how it, how it works, uh, and then they line up like usual suspects, 
like eight priests. Like, as, 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 yes. as, he might just be wearing a priest's outfit, you know. <laughs> it might, that might not, doesn't mean he's a, And then there's like, it's none of them because they've, because he's got a beard and none of the priests have a beard. Now, while the, while the beard might be false, at least put false beards on <laughs> to see what they look like. And that's that. That's quite funny. Uh, and yeah. then, he, yeah, then the, he bumps into a priest. He was like, he comes out really angry, and then he bumps into a priest and runs away crying. Which uh, is just, just some hearts, <laughs> which, which, which is some. Yeah, so it's on the nose. Yeah, there, there's also some quite fun stuff with uh, with Inspector Bath, as played by Krimi Stalwart, uh, Joachim Fushberger, um, and and the sergeant who's just like a bit useless. Yes. Um, and, and, and very tall, which is for some reason he seems to find quite irritating. He does, yes. But then, then, and I was that's not their fault, but I was reminded of Al from from uh, Police Squad. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is he going to do jokes about bits of banana falling off his face? That's, uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. No, but maybe if it was a crummy, they might. Have. Maybe, if, maybe if it, maybe if it was a crummy, they might have. But they, um, but the introduction of Solange as like in like the third act, and what she represents. Doesn't feel like you know it's 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 although she, you come to it late, it doesn't feel too much like a like you know it's a a plot that comes out of nowhere because it's tied up with the the sort of secret side that the girls won't talk about. Um, mm, yeah, which is interesting. I think mentions about not only about you know what people know about you know generational conflict, which was. Mm. Very popular around this time in in, in 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 film in films anyway, but also about you know sexually confident sexually sexually confident women. Is this being said to be mm. like something that isn't heavy a male space? You never see one of these things going on. And again, it's only described mm. in like that in that Solange got pregnant uh, at one of these mm. events and had you know had to have an abortion uh, that that fucked her up. Uh, so at no point are these again these. The, return to the theme and these these orgies are seen as sexy or fun they're seen as horrible uh, and, and nasty mm. and again it's a it's it's a it's it's something that comes more to like a you know like a a detective a detective drama a more a serial a serial killer drama where the space is is, is where the so the focus is to catch the criminal without with, now with, with the sort of you know in in the sort of the dark hue of, of of I'm not saying it's like Zodiac but like something like, <laughs> but something where the the, the the you know what the focus of the film is a, a gripping drama in which to to yeah to try and whether you you, you try it. Catching the criminal is the focus. Where in Jallo, often that's almost a side, a side a, you know, as a, a, a side plot. And normally, mm. the, you know, the, as we know, that it's it's the amateur that will that will solve it. Normally via tits, um, than, <laughs> than actually having a more straightforward but less problematic police procedural. And this comes into more into more into that category that I was I was thinking. Um, mm. So. Who who are we watching? You said there's quite a lot of Germans, and I'm and Joachim Fuschberger. We've we've encountered we've encountered before. I I know mm-hmm. the the wife of uh, what's his name? Enrico. Sorry, is is mm. Fabio Testi's character's name? Yes, uh, she's called Karen Ball. So is, is Karen Ball? So yes, is she, is she German yeah. as well. She is indeed. Yeah, she she was another kind of uh, crummy stalwart. Uh, she's still around. She's still working. Blimey. Right? Um, but um, yeah, so she she'd been in a bunch of crummy films as well. I, I love the way. That, so when you first see her, she's in sort of almost like her, her makeup is kind of so stark white. It's almost like kind of clown pancake. And then 
as the film goes on, um, there's there's this sort of subplot of the sort of thawing relationship between her and Enrico, and that's represented in she gets like nicer, sexier makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we haven't really talked about Karen's character. I mean, she becomes aware that mm. very early on, uh, Fabio, who is you know pretty thick um, throughout, throughout, <laughs> yes. throughout this. Uh, is is having an affair with a schoolgirl who then gets murdered. She's quite forgiving um, of, mm. of of that. It isn't. I mean, it's, this is not a feminist film. Uh, I'm not 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 not, not <laughs> suggesting that. Um, but yeah, she's 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 very forgiving. Um, probably to probably too much. But yes, she certainly gets more feminine as the as the mm. or as as feminine as uh, as as applicable to the male gaze. But yeah, as we go. Mm. Um, Actually, where do we, we have I seen Fabio Testi before? No, he's not. He, we we haven't encountered him thus far. He was a yeah, relatively relatively big uh, big name in the day. He again is still working. Um, tell me, yeah. tell me, still playing the same sort of parts. Well, he's still. He's. He, I mean, he's one of the. It, it's that annoying thing, you know. He looked very good in this, and he he just kind of aged into sort of an Italian George Clooney. So I think, you know, he probably does get kind of the handsome one. But yeah, I mean, he, he he's actually, uh, he has a kind of uncredited cameo in Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, okay. He did a fair amount of action films, spaghetti westerns. Um, he, he's probably, I think he's probably a slightly better actor than he sometimes, like he kind of gets credit for because he is, you know, he, he's the beefcake. He's, he's, He's a big slab of handsome, and you know, with with a hairy chest, which you know is is very much like the star of Italian movies of this period, you know. Right, but not necessarily giallo films. Just no, he did a couple. He did this, and then the the one that I mentioned, the the kind of pseudo sequel to this that that Massimo Delmano is going to do, um, Enigma Rosso. So he's also the lead in that. I, I think in that one he's playing the police, the policeman, but it's still kind of you know sexy schoolgirls having sex. There's not there's not a vast. Uh, yes, in that one he's he's Inspector Gianni De Salvo. Right. So yeah, he, he he didn't do a lot in the way of Jello, but yeah, as I said, a lot of Germans. Um, a key character, and and I guess when we talk about the plot, so Professor Bascom, who is a fellow teacher, who may be important, mm-hmm. um, is is played by Gunter Stoll, who is another uh, kind of crimi regular, and Christina Galbo, who plays uh, Sarah. Uh, sorry, Elizabeth. Yes. Um, who's third build? So again, it's quite yeah, as you, you said. You really think she's going to be? She's going to be well. The final girl would be the trope, wouldn't it? I suppose. But yeah, yeah, and, and and particularly because she keeps having sort of flashback dreams to to what they saw mm. when they were kind of necking in in the boat and the murder happened. So you, it it, they, they, it feels like they're setting it up to be she will ultimately reveal who the killer is or or you know information that leads to the killer. And then as you say, you know, partway through she's she's suddenly gone. So uh, she was a Spanish actress um, who'd done not a ton of genre stuff but she's in a couple of really key ones so she's in the house that screamed or la, 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 la residencia which is an absolutely fantastic gothic horror jello-y thing almost kind of slasherish but it's it's like a very it's like one of the kind of key late period kind of european gothics from um uh narciso in ibanez cerrador who also directed uh who could kill a child okay um 
which which again is you know sort of another key key text in sort of european horror spanish horror particularly she's also in um the living dead at, at uh, manchester morgue <laughs> don't open the window it's it's my preferred <laughs> it isn't but i love that as an idea as a title for i love living dead at the manchester morgue I love the fact that the policeman is a fascist Irishman who fucks (laughs) everything up and doesn't realise until it's too late and then the credits roll. Sorry, we're not talking about it, but I, God, I love that film. One of my favourite things about that, having grown up in... uh, the northwest is at the beginning when they're showing how horrible manchester yes. is just like the just like the horrible sort of 70s orange livery on like the greater manchester transport buses just <laughs> sort of takes me home it's it's bizarre but anyway <laughs> yeah so so yeah she's um she, she and she's great in it actually i think i i really think her performance is is because she's not she's sort of playing a type mm. but she does it very well like she's playing the sort of guileless ingenue who knows she's doing something bad and she's it's sort of established later on that while she's friends with all of the girls who are going to sex parties she was not one of them that was doing that as well and impressively i think they they, they, they say it at several points well when she died a virgin which is quite impressive oh god that's right yes, that, they don't actually have sex penetrative sex are they no because they confirm she's like because that and then suddenly everyone's hey and then that's that's what makes the wife go are you all right really yeah yeah <laughs> Ah. But but it, but it's also it's also bloody amazing considering the number of times she's in bed yeah. with uh, with yeah. Fabio Testi, Senor um, Testi, <laughs> and his his marvelous selection of chunky cardigans. Yes, um, yes, indeed. The the knitwear is strong. There is strong knitwear game in, in this. In <laughs> there really is. Yeah, and then most of the other folks, Brenda, who's sort of I guess kind of the ringleader of the schoolgirls, is Claudia Butenuth who is a German actress who seems to have mostly done TV. I don't think she had a, a particularly long career. Oh, isn't she called Brenda Pilcher? Brenda Pilcher, yes. Great Amazing. name. And then, and then Janet. Janet's actually, uh, so she's another uh, Spanish-speaking actress. So she was Colombian, uh, Pilar Castell, who didn't who didn't do a ton. She's maybe in sort of five or six things. And then there's Helen, who is another one of the schoolgirls who, who dies a bit later. Who Now, she was Italian, Giovanna de Bernardo, who again, sort of in half a dozen things, didn't do, didn't do a whole lot. This is probably the for both of them probably the most kind of well-remembered thing that they were in uh, but Solange herself when she's when she's finally revealed um, mm. is someone that you well I didn't expect uh, to go it's the woman from um, I spit on your grave <laughs> yes it, Camille Keaton. Keaton yeah I yeah. did not expect an American actress uh, in the middle in the, in the middle of this particularly one who's done a highly high uh, well controversial what you wanted to do, but a fairly high profile low budget cult horror film or is, is mm. it a horror film? Well, you know what you know. I spit on it. It's I spit yes. on the ground. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, yes. yes. So, um, so what's she doing in this? She actually had a, a relatively, I mean, it's a fairly short-lived, but sort of a relatively productive career uh, in Italy. Mm, this okay. was, I think, her first film. Um, she was uh, aspiring as an actress and sent some photos to Franco Zeffirelli, potentially looking for a part in a film that he was doing. That apparently did, that appears to have not worked out, but that's clearly at some point across some casting director's desk, uh, Massimo Delamano saw them and cast her in this. And then, yeah, from there she did a couple of 
she did a handful of Italian films. She did she did enough that um, even without this in it, uh, Vinegar Syndrome got like a three disc box set out of you know Camille. It's literally called Camille Keaton in Italy. Um, she she did a, there's one called Sex of the Witch, which I haven't seen, which Sex feels like the sort of, of the witch. Is, yeah. is that like the checking gender? <laughs> it's about turfs. <laughs> Not have, not have any male witches and dear. Uh, what are you presenting us? So it's weirdly, like, so presumably it's magic users and it's about gender, I assume, JK. Anyway, let's no, not. Um, <laughs> um, she's also in a film called Tragic Ceremony, which is quite fun, which is sort of, a, again, a gothic horror. I think that's one of those where it's meant to be set in England, but it's very, very clearly southern Italy, which are always fun. Is it going to be like, we've done two of them. We've done um, Schoolgirl Murders and the... Um, what was the first one? The first one of the series, Murder, Murder Clinic? Clinic. That's right. Yeah, both both yeah. of which I was some way into before I realised we were supposed to be in in in, in England. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a little subgenre of those, right. and uh, I, I, as I as I recall, it's been a while since I've seen uh, Tragic Ceremony, but I believe that's one of those as well. And and very clearly, you know, sort of very Italian actors playing people called you know Sid and. Oh know. yes, <laughs> doesn't this have the this have the something that um, you know obviously when when I'm when I'm talking in the far more worthy terms about films, and I do something like uh, like writing about you know uh, Tony Richardson's Mademoiselle, but shares a problem with this film with slightly comedic dubbing. And it's and mm. like they've got particularly when they have the working class characters, uh, and they might go to town a bit on on the Cockney accent. And whether it's like in I mean in in Mademoiselle's case, it's because they're all French peasants going, "All right, there, mate. Yeah, not too bad." And it's glaring. <laughs> you hear they go, they they've got a London working class character in like a doorman, but they go rather mm. a bit too. Cool, blimey, mate. Here's a message for yeah. you, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> yes there's one particular line i can't remember what it is but it it, it makes me chuckle every time because it's it's really like you know it's almost something like you know oh he he, uh, he telling phone for you sir you know like sort of real like you've never heard an actual cockney no, have you you haven't you're, you're about <laughs> to put your thumbs into your braces and step board change around the room weave a little bit weave a little bit that's so yeah yep. anyway yeah so that that made me laugh there's all it's, it's a shame because normally at least with, in some of the, of the recent films, and certainly with this one, I thought I'd got used to living with the dubbing. Uh, I'm not comfortable generally with dubbing, but as I've learned from this, there's no choice when all the actors are speaking different languages at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have to go with the dubbing. Yeah, um, yeah, because this one, this one is like phonetic. Yeah. It, it's shot in English, a bit like a muck. I think potentially they were yeah. they had one eye on an international market because everyone is at least trying English, and so, it, so it's slightly less egregious when it is dubbed. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I was, look, I was it, looking at mouth movements and thinking it was better than I thought it was going to be, but it's clearly not them speaking sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because because what's funny is um, Fabio Testi, who is meant like his character is meant to be Italian, and they've clearly dubbed him with like a bad Italian yes. accent. <laughs> that made me think of um, Bait. Oh, the um, the Mark Jenkins film. Uh, which, yeah, which, Mark which, Jenkins film. Yeah, I, I think I think I think is very good. I'm still not entirely sure why it's shot on eight millimeter. Uh, or sorry, mm. silly, film, yeah, silly, silly film. But the fact it's there, it's dubbed, even though it's dubbed by the actors that are playing that are saying the lines anyway, because it doesn't just it doesn't doesn't, mm. doesn't record sound. Um, I did think whether Fabio Testi just sounds the most com- had been told to because I initially assumed it was him doing his own his ADR mm. or whatever. I did wonder whether it, he had been told to do the most over the top 
Italian accent since Gavin Richards in Hello Hello. Yes, it's a me, Mario. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, shall, shall we do a quick praise of the plot because it is quite uh, it's quite a good it, one. We should do. Yes, and it's and it's, and it's quite complex. Um, so we, mm. we start uh, with a uh, um, a young couple, as we discovered, uh, a schoolgirl and her gym teacher. Uh, <laughs> um, but he basically tries to have sex with her in a um, uh, in a boat, and she doesn't. But as as they're um, entwined, um, she thinks she notices um, a man chasing and then killing a woman. Um, now, it's uh, the more I say it, the more that doesn't sound very. very did you notice that? Well, maybe um, <laughs> he tries to convince her she wasn't. She hadn't really seen anything, mainly because he's got the arseholes about having blue balls. Um, mm. But for whatever reason, she isn't quite sure what she saw, but she thinks she saw this as well. And then he, he drives her home, or he drive, rather, he drives her to a bike. And she and she, and she bikes mm. her. We see some some nice nice bits of London and some more effective parking, yes. more effective parking than Edward Fenwick manages in All the Colors of the Dark. I may have mentioned that. When, when, <laughs> whenever they do, whenever they do this kind of. Uh, London travelogue stuff. I, I always just, you know, because th- like they're driving back from somewhere that looks very kind of Kingston yeah, or it's, it's, it's um, out, out, out or, to West it, London it, towards yeah, yeah. Thames. And, and then they're kind of driving over Tower Bridge because obviously that's that's what you yeah. do. Um, and, and it just I always think of you know, the, you know, do you remember like you know London, home of Danger Mouse? Yes. Know, yeah. kind of... <laughs> I, I mean that's just that's just visual shorthand. I can, I, I, yeah, of I, course, I still, of I course. still like in the Doctor Who story invasion of the dinosaurs when um, uh, John Pertwee turns right down Smithfield in straight in straight into Barnes Common. You know that one's, <laughs> that's, well, that's a handy that's a handy shorthand. Anyway, later yeah. on mm. uh, at home, um, Enrico, the the, the teacher. Uh, hears that on the um, on, on the radio before his wife turns it over that a woman has been found uh, dead uh, in some in some woods near 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 the Thames, and he's he rather than go straight to to work, i.e. school, uh, he decides to go and have a look, and is then on a picture uh, that appears yes. in the newspaper, which then everyone's saying. Um, well, you said you had an appointment to go to, including his wife saying this. Why are you standing around watching a dead girl? Uh, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't look very good, does it? He also drops his pen uh, when he was getting out of the boat with with Elizabeth, and that's then found uh, near. Um, but as the police, the police don't think he's the killer initially. I think they're 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 more interested to know why what he's hiding. That he may know mm. as well. It's it's a bit it's a bit more inte- it's a bit more intelligent than that. Uh, which, yeah, yes. Which of course he is he is uh, circumspect because he he is trying not to let it get out that obviously he was sleeping with one of his pupils. Yep. Now, as it goes on, it kind of turns out that everyone knew yeah. that anyway. But it's still a nice kind of plot beat of like you know he does actually have a thing to conceal. It's just not that he killed mm. someone. Um, and then we establish that uh, there is a killer uh, on the on the loose. He will kill again um, because uh, another girl is lured out, and rather boldly, she's just snatched uh, from her front garden uh, in, the, mm. in, in the car. And then we see, in a bit more detail, he kills them initially by uh, essentially raping them with a knife and mm. leaving it leaving it in. I do have to say. 
the, the shot of the X-ray when yes the they, and they is, show the parents oh god yeah. right <laughs> which right, which is very clearly done by kind of having an X-ray and sort of superimposing a knife on it but it it's quite a striking image it it's a little bit unintentionally funny but it gets you know and, and as you say the scene where they're showing her mum and yeah. dad like. Yeah, and and the dad even asks because the mum, you know, this is a seven, 1972 film. The mum is obviously distraught and has to be led out uh, because you know, sort of emotional women. But the dad says something like, "She wasn't raped, was she?" And and Inspector Bath says something like, "Well, technically, no." <laughs> Which again, yeah, by the letter of the law, no. But you might wish she had have been. Uh, yeah uh, right i mean oh uh, yeah. yeah that's that's a I'd, i'm not sure what the really procedure is do you want to see you don't want to see the but you might do you want to know you don't want to know but you won't know that you what you don't want to know until you know <laughs> yeah oh anyway dear. um off from his friend fabio secures uh sorry enrique enrico secures a um uh, a pad to um basically mm. see elizabeth in but the killer um uh, steals his key uh, while he's mm. in school, uh, lets himself in and drowns Elizabeth. It, oh, but you know, so it's a different method, obviously, to frame to frame Enrico. But the revelation that Elizabeth is a, a virgin, which surprised literally everybody watching this film, um, mm. leads to somewhat unlikely reconciliation with his wife. Uh, and mm. also more empowerment that he isn't uh, the killer. Um, but also a bit more uh, detail that the killer is familiar with the school. So maybe mm. the killer is at the school as well. And when he's leaving, the, when the killer leaves, the, he is seen by the friend who let, let Enrico the most. And it's apparent that the person is dressed as a priest and has a beard. But the beard the mm. beard might be false. Um, mm. but, That's a nice little moment, actually. I yeah, like that the, 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 there was hair under her nails. Yes. Dead hair, but it's dead, dead hair, hair yeah. so it's come from a a wig or a false beard, or um, so a nice little touch that I like that. Uh, how do they get the? Um, I forget. What's the link that gets him to see the photographer? He actually, I believe, he gets one of the girls. I think that is Brenda. Finally, admits. I think maybe admits to his wife. Uh, as I think that he had been involved in like the sex parties i think I, i'm honestly yeah i can't i can't remember exactly what it is yes but I, th- I think brenda says admits to her that admits to hurt her the, the wife like who'd have been involved so he goes to this and, and it, weirdly i can't find any anything about the actor playing the either the photographer or the model phil the the photographer um who who is who is on a houseboat on the thames uh photographing a naked model pouring milk over herself because perhaps it's 1972 it's a marketing board um advertising (laughs) advertising uh campaign um anyway uh he's given a lead that um to phil the photographer who says that you know he was involved uh, in um, basically lots of orgies of a secret, you know, a hedonistic club of of these college girl, you know, um, Catholic schoolgirls uh, that were all, and you know, and it, but Elizabeth, you know, she wasn't, yeah, you know, she, she wasn't like that. She wasn't one of them, don't we? As as well, um, but the the couple of girls that have been murdered, the first two were, but they sort of, you know, they stopped happening after a while because of. Because of what happened to Solange. And we're over halfway through the film until we say 
until we've he- heard the name uh, and we actually refer to why this film is called as it, as it is. Uh, and then no one can find uh, Solange. We've done that she used to be at the school. Um, she began attending only in the like the last year, but then she, she vanished. Mm. And um, she goes, I think, to see Brenda um, to talk to her about Solange and then find, finds that... Um, is it the maid's been killed? Uh, yeah, they, yes. So she had worked for Brenda's family at some point. That is uh, Ruth Holden. Right. Uh, and yes, and, and so he finds her kind of killed in the same way. Yeah. Uh, and, then it's est- and, and then it's established that the girls had all talked to this same priest uh, that, that had been seen and the priest was clearly not wearing a, 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 a beard. And... Um, the killer is actually another teacher at the school, Professor Bascom. Yeah. Who, Professor Bascom, who uh, is someone who also pretty much knows up front that that uh, Enrico is sleeping with, uh, and it's it's implied a little bit that it like it's not like Elizabeth is not the first or not the only, but the, the, they kind of don't really go anywhere with that. But they kind of the, the, there's a little bit of subtext that that maybe he's he, he's done this before. But he does genuinely seem to have a an affection for for Elizabeth, and you know they, he does talk about them running away together and and so forth. But he might just be saying that anyway. Um, neither here nor there. So Solange shows up uh, suddenly in London because because they actually when he uh, when Enrico and Herter are kind of discussing the case, they see this girl who sort of wanders over oh, and yeah, is clearly her, yeah. um, clearly has some kind of developmental difficulties. And but what, the reason why she's actually suddenly appeared is because uh, the killer, who we have already spoiled, is Professor Bascom, who is her father, has kind of taken her out to where some of the girls were going to be so that but basically as bait as bait for Brenda uh who as we kind of mentioned is is sort of the ringleader or one of the instigators of the of the sex parties um and he's taking her home to you know essentially you know she she's going to be victimized as well um, one of the things that's uh, one of the plot points that kind of is slightly weird, and I don't necessarily think quite quite works, is late on in the movie, Bascom shows up at the police station and says Solange has disappeared, and I'm not, I don't really understand why, because that sort of leads them to him ultimately. So I didn't really kind of get the the logic there i don't know if that's kind of just a twist too far because then they're like oh your daughter is solange which obviously you know at, at this point needs to come out somehow i suppose um but it, it, i mean it's because she's disappeared from him he's always known where she is isn't it um mm, mm. Uh, but yeah but the only thing i thought maybe with then was he's genuinely worried she's gonna because of how she is she's genuinely mm. worried that something will happen to her and that overrides mm. his fear of the inevitability of being caught but yeah yeah perhaps so um, but yeah, so so ultimately, the, it's it's revealed uh, from Brenda while she's in in captivity. It's essentially, what happened, which is that they were all attending these sex parties. Solange uh, got pregnant, uh, so that they wouldn't be found out. They took her to this uh, servant, Ruth Holden, for a, a an illegal. Well, I would say Backstreet, but she lives in quite a nice house in the country. Um, but an illegal abortion, which so traumatizes 
Solange that um, she then suffers from what they describe in the film as infantile regression. Um, and she's basically sort of stands about kind of looking quite sad and with her finger in her mouth. Uh, they, they eventually go to Bascom's place, I think, uh, on mm. the back of uh, his, his plea to find Solange. Um, there's no one there, so they, they're leaving. Uh, Bar says, you know, I don't have a warrant. Enrico uh, think, th- th- thinks with his, yeah. thinks with his thinks fist, breaks in. Yeah, bre- breaks in um, and finds uh, the Italian book that belonged to, I think, is it Elizabeth? It's one of the girls yeah. um, that he gave her, which is there, is no, there wouldn't be no reason to be there. There's also a subplot, and, and this kind of comes up again here, where there's there's a the girls who've been murdered have a green pin on their clothes. Um, and the pin is ultimately kind of signifies that they've been part of the the sex club, basically, um, which is interesting. It's a nice little callback to like the yellow teddy bears, you know, the Robert Hartford Davis mm. film, which you know is kind of a an interesting touch. It's also how they tried to sell it as uh, Edgar Wallace in Germany because they said it was based on. Um, is it the affair of the new pin or something? Which is like nothing to do with this plot at all but it's got pin pin in the title so you know they could say it was an edgar wallace but anyway and it it, they then discover obviously that bascom must be the killer and he uh and and actually solange leads them to brenda who's not yet been dispatched yes and and ultimately he he is he is armed he has a gun it looks like he's about to shoot uh i think it's herter isn't it um but he actually kills himself because he realizes i think that the jig is up and and we end on on the face of the distraught Solange. It's really, I mean, we've been ragging on it a little bit and some of the sillier aspects because it's an at seventy two Jello, but it is really really solid. Yeah, it is. I mean, and you could there, there are plenty of, in many ways, better films that I can rag on for plot plot inconsistencies and uh, this mm. as well. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, it's still problematic, certainly in places, but it does mm. try and have its cake and eat it in that it's it's trying to show what this is as seedy, disgusting. Uh, and, ult- and ultimately mm. destructive to the girls involved. It's certainly not a feminist parable, but it's nor is it just a creep fest. Um, mm. I was, I was pleasantly surprised, particularly with how it started. Mm. There's a male gym teacher in a Catholic girls' school. <laughs> I thought you could not get more problematic, and I was cursing your fucking name. What do you mean? <laughs> gone down. It's like it's like a mark, but with nonces. Um, <laughs> and I was that was actually on the poster <laughs> like a mug open brackets but with nonces close, 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 close brackets um, but so yes I was I, I was pleasantly surprised this is a solid return return to form uh, and I have very much enjoyed what, uh, uh, finding out uh, what what they did to Solange yeah it's a fu- funny thing about the title actually and I, I was pondering this and I don't think you can ponder it too closely because of, of try, the try translations it. of the trial of the title so so what have you done to salons is very accusatory and and that is basically a straight up translation of the italian title right. which is you know cose avete fatto a salange um and it's sort of what what i'm what i think they're going for is kind of not not like what you the audience but you know what you as society mm. you, you know 
by your you know attitudes to sex in these young girls yeah. kind of you know discovering their sexuality particularly this time and it, catholicism true, as well yeah. you know the, the, mm. the religious thing um so it's so it's accusatory of of the society that led to the need for a secret abortion that ultimately leads you know sort of sets the plot in motion now the reason why i think it's interesting is if you compare that to what have they done to your daughters yeah. which which is about you know the, the elite like the, the the people at the top of society who are controlling everything and and sort of controlling this you know ring of of you know sort of schoolgirl prostitutes so it's much more of a you know that that's a, you know that's sort of like a, a you know class conflict and and you know sort of have and have not mm. element to it so it's it's they rather than you the reason why i don't know that necessarily holds up is because the 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 title for what have they done to your daughters is completely different in italian um it basically means the police haven't got a clue um, <laughs> la, la, uh, yeah la, la polizia chiede aiuto which i think literally translates as the police need help um so I don't know if it was accidental and they were just kind of like, well, this sounds kind of like the other one that the same director did or like whichever distributor did the English titling actually, you know, for once actually put some thought into it as opposed to, you know, stabby tits movie. Yeah, yeah indeed. You know, but I don't know. I, I just thought I just, that struck me as interesting. Mm, it was. So what are we up to next? Uh, we are back in Spain next time. Oh, yes. Uh, so... One that I included because I had never even heard of it until it had a Blu-ray release a couple of years ago and sort of went into it not really expecting much, just thinking, ah, oh, you know, this is, you know, just just another kind of filler. Um, and ended up being really surprised at how good it was. Um, so um, we'll see if you agree with me. Okay, what's it called? <laughs> um, it is called uh, The Corruption of Chris Miller. Is Chris Miller a woman? Yes. Of course she is. Of course, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to what you see, what you make of it, because it's it's probably a little, it, it, yeah, a bit of an atypical Jello. It's more of a mystery Jello than a than than, than this um, and the kind of stabby, stabby problematic ones. Not that it's not problematic, of course. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm 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 actually just looking forward to watching it again. To be honest. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Next time, John and I will be off to the Spanish countryside to observe firsthand the corruption of Chris Miller. Please join us, and thank you for listening. Goodbye.